0: If you've got your Bibles, um, would you turn with me to John chapter 14. We're going to read uh, the first, um, I think we're going to read the first 11 verses. John chapter 14, starting at verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. Believe in God and believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to Myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. But Thomas said to Him, Lord, we do not know where You are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. If you had known Me, you would have known My Father also. From now on, you do know Him, and you have seen Him. Philip said to Him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is Enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you you still do not know Me, Philip? Whoever has seen Me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in Me? The words that I say to you, I I do not speak on My own authority, but the Father who dwells in Me does His work. Believe Me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in Me. Or else, believe on account of the works themselves." I love the mountains. I love being able to see. Today's not a good day to be looking at any mountains. Um, But whether it is looking back onto the island and seeing that beautiful majesty of Mount Aerosmith rising up tall over the rest of the island, or or gazing across the strait and seeing the coastal mountains uh, with all of their snow-covered tops, uh, there is just for me, something about looking at mountains that just blows me away. It, it probably has something to do with the fact that I grew up in Edmonton, where there are very few mountains. But, but on uh, a number of occasions throughout the year, our family would take a trip, um, whether it was going down to Calgary or we would go into, into Banff, and uh and, and see that and I it was it was always so much fun, such anticipation as we were heading down highway two and uh we would get to around Bowdoin or something like that, and suddenly somebody would see, Oh look, there they are and you could just see off on the horizon the the, the, the roughness and the far blue mountains that were shining out over there. And, and, and then they would stay there because we were driving parallel and it took a long time until we could make that turn and then start getting closer and closer. And as you got closer, as you got to about uh, um, uh, Cochrane, um, coming across there, you could start seeing some definition. It wasn't just this beautiful blue far mountains, but you could actually see tree line. Uh, you could see a difference between those big rocky tips in the tree line that was all along the base. You could see some of the snow-capped mountain tips that were up there, depending on what time of the year we were going. As you get closer, you get to Kananaskis, and suddenly it, it, you can see some definition in the rocks. Uh, some of the cliffs and the, 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 the great uh, fissures that go up in between some of those beautiful mountains. And then you get closer and you're in Canmore and you can actually see the, the trees. It's not just a, a blur of green, but you can see the individual trees and see how they are majestically... Those lodgepole pines are just gorgeous with their great big long needles... And, and, and you can see the, the, the beauty that's all going in there and then the rocks and the mountains and you see the great crevasses in the, in the glaciers and it's just this beautiful thing. And, and then you get out of the vehicle and you can start walking up into those forests and you just get lost in the beauty of these beautiful trees and the, the lichens that are on the, the, the bark. In, in the ground, you see all of the vegetation that's there. If you, if you get down even close on your hands and knees and you see the little insects that are making their way around in, in the moss and, and, and around the plants and everything, they're just. it seems like the closer that you get, the more beauty that you're seeing. If you get, we used to, uh, there was a couple of times when we would go and and, and take a a magnifying glass and get deep down into uh, some of the things that you can see in there and and just marvel at the intricacies of all of those, the moss little tendrils that are intertwined together and and to see all the little lives and the little water droplets and everything else. And I would imagine in, in science class, we had opportunity to get in microscopes and you could get down even deeper and see like the cells of, of onion skins to be able to see the individual cells that were there or, or to get a, a scoop of water and to see the, the life that was swimming around in what looked like just beautiful pure water and all the things that were in there. I've had opportunity of, of seeing um, electron telescopes and their a view of, of the atoms, the molecules that make up all that we have around us. And, and again, all of a sudden, there is this new beauty and intricacy that, that you would never be able to see from a distance. And yet, the closer that you get, the more in-depth you get. You, you keep on seeing this, this newness, this incredible beauty that is there for each and every one of us. I think... I think that's what heaven is going to be like. I think that as we engage in an eternity with Jesus Christ, we will, we will continue every day to draw nearer, nearer to our Lord and Savior. And every day we will see some nuance of the beauty of who He is, the, the, the amazing perfection of His character. And it doesn't matter how long we are there in that place, that every day we'll have a new discovery. Every moment will open up a nuance of His character, of His love, of His wisdom, of His power, of His, of his perfection, of His truth, of His justice in a new way we were we had a whole bunch of homeschool kids in our in our house this week and uh we were talking about some of these things and and one of the kids asked is it going to be boring in heaven just sitting around singing all the time singing and i said no that is that is not what it's going to be like and we talked about this Every day, drawing nearer into into the, the 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 beauty and the wonder of who our God is. That's part of the the amazing reality of an infinite God. Is there are no limits. We will never get to a place where we say, "Now I know Him fully," because as soon as we say that, suddenly He will reveal something that we never were aware of before. And we will go on through eternity discovering the beauty of all that He is. I don't know if any of you have read the Narnia series at all. Um, C.S. Lewis has done a a, a masterful job of, of weaving this tale full of images and pictures of of God and our relationship with him and and inviting us into thinking through some of these amazing concepts of who God is and 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 he finishes it so well with the the final book the last battle where uh, So much goes on in the story, but the end of it, all of these characters that we have seen at different points throughout the whole series suddenly are caught up together moving into Aslan's land and going deeper and higher up into the mountains. And there is this this headlong rushing that they are doing that that they are just flying faster and faster up into these mountains and they are seeing the beauty and all of these different pieces throughout the whole all the stories keep on coming into into focus and there 's a, a new understanding and a new reality that 's there and, and and the line that, that that they keep on repeating is further up, further in. And it seems like every every moment that they go further up and they get a little bit deeper into it, suddenly it becomes bigger and more beautiful than they had ever imagined. And then the next moment, suddenly, it is even more beautiful and their eyes can barely take in the magnificence of this this country that has been prepared for them that they have been created for. And the line says, as Aslan spoke, he no longer looked to them like a lion. But the things that began to happen after that were, were so great and so beautiful that I, that I cannot write them. And for us, this is the end of all the stories. And we can truly say that they all lived happily ever after. But for them, (laughs) it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all of their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. And now at last, they were beginning Chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has ever read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. <laughs> is heaven going to be boring? <laughs> Not in the slightest. I wish. Dave was here. He would be able to help me with this. There is a line from a song, uh, and I can't remember if it was one of the Gaither songs or or uh, the, a group called the Haven of Rest, this beautiful quartet, and I can't remember. I was looking to try and find where it is, but this line still sticks in the back of my head and I probably won't get it exactly right, but it's talking about... Uh, if God was able to create this marvelous universe in only six days, imagine the place that Christ is preparing for us, that He has been preparing over the last 2,000 years. Heaven. It's, it's going to be more than what we can ever conceive of. And Jesus, here in this passage, is inviting us, his followers, to join him. To be in that place where he is. To enjoy everlasting life in his presence. And Thomas says, we don't even know where you're going. How can we know how to get there? That is a very insightful question. Because all we know is here, this physical world. This universe that God has created us with touch, with taste, with smells and sights and sounds that we're able to interact with. But Jesus is going to a place that we never seen, have no connection, and no real connection with. How can we know how to join Him? How can we follow Him and be with Him where He is if we don't even know where He is, let alone how to get there? And then Jesus said these words. A continuation of of this... um, this collection of I am statements that he has made throughout John's Gospel. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. You want to know the way to experience that wonder of heaven. To experience all of the beauty that God has prepared for us in that place. Jesus is the only way. goes right back to the very beginning of the Gospel of John. In John chapter one, verse twelve. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The way to heaven is by belief in Jesus Christ. Believing that He is who He said He was. That He is the Son of God. By believing in in what He said, that He would lay down His life to buy a ransom for many. And He didn't come here to be served by us even though He had every right to come to be served by us because He was the great Creator who made all things, who made us and who more deservedly should receive our worship and our service. But instead He came to serve us. To pay our penalty. And by us putting our trust in that service, in that sacrifice, we then find in Him the way to His heaven to His presence for all of eternity to experience the wonder of His eternal life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. And we need to again stop Because the Gospels are so full of warnings of those who think that they're in. Who have convinced themselves that that the things that they do are the means by which they come into relationship with God. That it's by their acts of generosity to those who are in need. By their, by their words of kindness to those who are hurting. That it's through their, their acts of goodness, of caring for the poor and the needy, Uh, That that think that somehow by following rituals of coming to church services, of being involved in places of worship, wherever that might be, that through that, then surely God would accept them. That through the giving of, of money to an offering plate, to a place of worship, somehow that is the means of buying their way into heaven. And, and and the Bible is clear that none of that has any value for paying for our eternal penalty against God. It is only through what Christ has done for us and by our putting our trust in his sacrifice for us that we have any hope of salvation. Don't be deceived. If you are here this morning and have put your trust in any of those other things, know that they are empty and worthless. That it's only by putting your faith in Jesus Christ and trusting what He has done that you might be saved. But if you have received, you have put your faith in Him, then all of the wonderful hope of heaven, of of eternity with Christ, of that never-ending discovery of the wonder of God, is yours. Paid for, guaranteed, available to each and every one of us. That's something to look forward to. Better than any mountain you might ever find. Better than any crochet pattern that you might want to indulge in. Better than any meal you have ever eaten. Better than any truck you've had the privilege of driving. that is yours. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for preparing a place for us. As we look at the wonder of this universe that you have placed us in. With all of its um, brokenness. Um, With all of its beauty. With all of its vastness. It is with great anticipation that we look forward to seeing what Your heaven will be like and that you have not only prepared this place for us but you have then become the way by which we receive it thank you for that i pray for for those that are here that that have not yet put their faith and trust in you father I pray that Your Spirit would be working on their hearts. We know that it's only through Your Spirit drawing them that they are able to respond to that invitation. We pray that You would continue that work of drawing them and that they would then be receptive to submitting and surrendering to Your authority and to Your sacrifice on their behalf. Oh Lord, we look forward to that day when we all together with Your people would gather at that marriage feast of the Lamb, that we would see Him who is true and faithful come riding in on a white horse with eyes blazing fire, with hair pure as the white snow, And we would lift up our voices and sing hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. What a great day that will be. Between then and now, would You continue to be working in our hearts and and preparing us for that and allowing us to join with you in the rescue effort of all those around us who still have yet to come to believe. Would we be faithful in that process? In Jesus name. Amen.